I have a very specific side question because you brought up uh, the relationship between Cyclops and Captain America. If you were being spit roasted by Cyclops and Captain America, Which who's side? in the front and who's in the back? Well, Brent is gay and Kaylin's gay and Clark is gay and Ryan's gay and Adam's gay. It's Homo Superior. Welcome to the Homo Superior podcast, where if you think Scott should be with Emma over Gene, you're in the right place. Issue 248. I'm Kaylin. I'm Clark. I'm Adam. And I'm Brent Wingate, and I think Gene should be alone forever. <laughs> this week on Homo Superior, MCU Next TV is back with Dat Tass. <laughs> It's episode two of X-Men, the animated series, and all five episodes of I Am Groot, uh, where he's mildly homicidal. Uh, If you haven't um, watched it yet, each episode is five minutes Disney time, which is 30 seconds human time. (laughs) So short. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Judgment Day uh, plugs along with a bunch of other issues. And then we have news. (laughs) <laughs> and guess what's sure. back and guess what's back it's uh it's clark and he's got something i did i was supposed to write a monkey box <laughs> joke but no insert monkey yeah. box joke you later literally just read it. Yeah. yeah it literally says that i, I wrote that for me and the fu- future me makes <laughs> it think like because it's clark's got something i have the monkey pox yeah. right yeah. now he's, yeah. you're plugging the vaccine i do not i got the vaccine coming tomorrow yeah hey. get yeah. fucking vaccinated you stupid gay it's easier than dc no not everybody listen you're already on the track you're and you the listener should get plugged with the vaccine and plugged with our recommendations in Plug Me Daddy. That's a lot so of So when plugs. I did the um, the signing up, I did in Alexandria and Arlington because I'm a quote-unquote Virginia resident. And both of them just said yes. So I'm like, okay. Are maybe you I, both sh- maybe I should wait like a month and then get the other one from <laughs> Arlington after yeah. Alexandria did this one. That's Oh, you're gaming the system. I love it. I don't want to because that's rude to other homosexuals it and uh, sex workers and stuff. But also... That's what Virginia just did. Well, why don't we go into some housekeeping? So FlameCon is coming up uh, in a couple of weeks. Uh, It is the queer comic book and sci-fi convention in New York City, the weekend of August 20th and 21st. We will be there. Homo Superior will be there. We've got a panel on Sunday, August 21st called The X Games. Uh, not affiliated with X Games. Um, and our special guest will be Steve Orlando. Woo! Steve Orlando, friend of the podcast, writer of Marauders and a lot of other things. And we're also going to be doing a happy hour on Saturday, August 20th, uh, actually at the Sheraton Hotel, which is where FlameCon is taking place. We're doing it with Power of X-Men and a bunch of other folks. Like really- Demanda Martini. Demanda Martini. Yeah. She's fucking phenomenal. Awesome DC drag queen. She's actually like traveled a lot too, I think. So yeah, and, you and, should and be sh- a ph- phenomenal cosplayer. You should yes. be sure to follow us on Instagram at Homo Superior Podcast because next week we're going to have a bunch of fun uh, X Men and uh, producer themed cocktails for you to make to get ready for our happy hour. Fun. All right, so let's get into it. MCU Next TV. It's our weekly segment focused on the latest and greatest of the MCU Disney Plus TV shows. While we sometimes digest entire seasons as extra episodes, we know folks can't wait to talk about weekly spoilers and reveals, so let's get down with it. First up, na 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 X-Men the Animated Series. With X-Men 97 debuting on Disney Plus in late 2023, we've decided to do a rewatch of the original series. One episode per issue, unless we can think of something better to do. And this week, we're reviewing the second part of the pilot, Night of the Sentinels Part 2. Uh, in the episode, Morph Dies, Beats Gets Captured, Wolverine gives Cyclops a convertible, <laughs> and Jubilee officially joins the team. Now, Adam, you weren't with us last week, but this was your 
entry point to the X-Men. I know I did die and then come back to life. <laughs> was, was it weird for you that the first episode came out and then it took eight years for the second, second episode, episode to be released? Yeah. So you got jaundice and looked like some sort of dying creature yeah. when you resurrected. Exactly. Right? You use kind of the morph of our episode. You die every if, episode. And I mean, if anybody's been listening to this podcast, they would know that every time this fucking uh, cartoon show comes up, I constantly talk about, and I'm going to do it again, that Pizza Hut promo deal where you got to choose Night of the Sentinels or Enter Magneto. And if you chose Enter Magneto, you were kind of a, was it still two parts? I thought it was, it was only just one. one part. You're a you gotta, dumbass. You, you got to get the two one, part. You, you got to get the two part. Night yeah. of the Sentinels part one and part two. So, so my favorite Pizza Hut toys ever were the Land Before Time ones because oh, you could get like, yes. it was like a full hand puppet that was like plastic and you could get every single one easily. Th- this it is was fantastic. This is like the world's like biggest throwback for me. My boyfriend was like, Andrew was like, what the fuck? Why do you know every line to this goddamn show? I really like it, but also you're insane. Uh, and I'm just so excited to rewatch it. And it doesn't hold up, but it holds up for me. I think it's my main. It's a camp know. classic. I totally. Think I'm watching it in like the most like MSTK MSTK three thousand way. I literally almost said it was my call ended. MST thousand three thousand. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> my call this morning uh, for work ended, and people were just like, "Does anyone have any other items to add to uh, you know the fucking work plan or something?" And every goddamn time now that I've seen that, it's more recent. I just want to go. Ain't that enough? <laughs> oh, <laughs> We haven't gotten to the Scott and Gene screams that never not as much. There's three Wolverine pullback iconic line. You'll see them as the mist rises iconic line. Jacks are better to open. A room full of cats with long tails (laughs) and rocking chairs. Not how it goes. Not a fan, bitch. Get the fuck out. I go where I want to go. It actually is pretty shocking that I did not remember that line, given that they've used it. Three times in this episode and this, two times in the prior. The amount of times that, well, because this is such a fucking cheap show, they got no animation or whatever. But like the fact that they reused clear sailing three times, the fact that they used I go where I want to go three <laughs> times. And one of my favorite parts, actually, of you, when between the first part one and part two, is they've taken, when they do the preview of what happened or like what happened before in the yeah, previous yeah, yeah. episode, my favorite is they have like the entire line of storm. But they flip it around. And the thing that Andrew and I noticed most importantly, which I guess was like really good toy marketing at the time, is that preview, like the kickoff episode, just used everyone's fucking name every chance they could get. That It was just like, well, Cyclops, this, Wolverine, Wolverine, <laughs> Cyclops, Jean Grey, what fucking, are you doing? They, they, fucking they, Beast had the moment where he goes, <laughs> and I once mused why she would be caught, possibly called that moniker. And you're like, you mean Storm? Like, fuck, <laughs> fucking yeah. Storm? She shows up with a whirlwind? Her? In uh, soap operas, they have to do it constantly because you never know who's going to be on, on doing watching it for the first time. And do they, they also Clark say, really? like, Clark? hey, Susan, uh, my sister. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Yeah, that's really funny, Clark. Yeah. Uh, that's also really funny, Brent. Yeah, yeah, thank you, Kalen, my fellow podcaster. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I always wondered why they called him Kalen. <laughs> turns out that's because it's his name. <laughs> <laughs> By the wind. Here's a quote from a poet uh, who is now dead. Did I tell you that I know poets who are now dead? Mm. <laughs> Fucking beast. <laughs> Uh, okay. He gets worse. I think s- episodes three and four, I despise him because he's in prison and he's like quoting like, Shakespeare. They're left like, let's right. get him out of jail, and he's like, no, I will stay in jail and and just be a complete. Douche. Can you imagine if they had Google at the time where they could just like, what's a douchey poem I could quote? <laughs> so, um, Adam, you went over a lot of the catchphrases yes. of the characters. Imagine that we're all characters in the animated series. What do you think our catchphrases would be? Maybe just go over yours and we can each go over ours. Ooh, yeah. I know what mine is. Oh, go ahead. Go Brent. ahead, Brent. 
That's like a room full of cats with long <laughs> cats. <laughs> they have cats in there. <laughs> it's cats. The musical. It's cats. Oh gosh. It's it's edible time is mine. It's, <laughs> it's slobbering time. Well, you just said something about I don't remember who the fuck says it, but like I do what something something. What was it? I go where I want to go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Uh, I, you said that out like I say the phrase. Um, I I I'll, I do what I want to do all <laughs> the fuck. I do what I want to do all the time. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Is that yours? I do what I want to do. I do what I want. What's yours, Kaylan? I don't know, but it's a run-on sentence and it never ends. It's not <laughs> really a catchphrase as much as <laughs> it is a monologue. It's uh, a paragraph. Krells is, don't worry about blank. You let me worry about blank. <laughs> <laughs> or what, you'll hit me? Yeah, all right. I know. Glad we retired that Can uh, we talk about morph? I think my, my my main one is when someone says um anything. No, no, whenever I tell a story and then I end it with, and then she died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just to really fuck up whoever's listening. Yeah. And then I have to say, no, 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 she's alive. But sometimes, so, yeah. Uh, but speaking of people who aren't alive, Morph is dead. Yeah, Morph is dead. For R. now, I did. I tried really hard to convince Andrew that he wasn't coming back, but I think he knows generally where the show goes. But yeah, I was like, why are you dead. gaslighting your boyfriend? I, I guess I just didn't it. understand. <laughs> Grew up before the after the show came out. Why they why they made the most sniveling, evil sounding character with the worst laugh in the world <laughs> the the refrigerated you, character that everyone rallies. You around. mean Evie Oddly, the mutant? It's just odd. Yeah, I well, mean, that's what they wh- did with actual hey, Thunderbird, even though he was, he was kind was of a bitch, piece right? Of they like yeah. they like lasered Sinestro and everyone's supposed to feel <laughs> bad but Wolverine literally says this one's for you I like I love you so much Morph I they, really liked Morph when I first watched it I'm well, sorry I think he's really good for kids he's like goofy he changes faces I will say his this motherfucker looks like he's been drinking since he was like 15 <laughs> I said yeah. John he's got psoriasis I mean it only gets worse obviously in season 2 but like yeah he never looks that great and I guess he looked like the everyman but I do think his like comedic stylings i was endeared to him it was pretty surprising i think andrew was actually surprised they literally killed him off. i was genuinely glad they killed him i'm like (laughs) i hate this character well in the the actual comics he is the first um changeling one to die yeah yeah, yeah, he's the the very very first mutant in the original five Mm -hmm. in the 1960s changeling but also he's not in the opening credits so of course he's gonna die he's the red shirt he's the you know the cannon fodder i wish he was in the opening credits just like clawing his way through and just like slow-mo throwing up I or will something just diseased. Given that this was a team that generally did some type of shit in the background before this show started, the amount of shitty tactics they employ yeah. to get into this place is insane. They're screaming, they're throwing each other over walls, they're just fucking around. And then this is a motherfucker who has a healing ability, adamantium, and has lived for probably, I don't know, in the series, but like, let's say 100 plus years, why would you, a fucking mutant that could just turn into people, run in front to block someone from getting hit by a laser beam? Look, this was the first day they met. Yeah. So he wasn't aware that Wolverine had healing pa- healing powers. Uh, I, it, to me, it's crazy that they employed the villain technique of let's take them on one at a time. But I understand why from an animating perspective, it's much easier to have Cyclops run in and then Gene run in. They couldn't even color parts of the body that are mostly colored during most of the show. I mean, so Gene, I don't think they were trying to get too no. much. For no, they're like, let's do this I quick. I thought Gene was basically naked. naked. Yes. She, she <laughs> looks so yes. naked. What the hell color scheme is her? I think that was an intentional choice. 
I think that they did she that. She made her sexy. To make her nudie body. Give her yeah. that nudie body. No, I think it's they ran out of colors in the, in the Crayola box. You, my, my favorite is... Uh, have green? Yeah. No, they had a lot of it because Rogue steals Wolverine's powers oh, too much green and then is still her. wearing a green arm. And I'm like, bitch, yeah. your hand is covered in a bodysuit. My favorite is when Wolverine is fighting the Sentinels and Morph dies. And like, you know, you've got the Sentinels who have like their like power beams or whatever. One of them has like, like kind of a grappling hook and then like, <laughs> like starts like whipping around Wolverine and throws yeah. them. I was like, the Sentinels never had that. What the fuck? Well, I do also like that if you really wanted to defeat the Sentinels, you just tell Cyclops what to look at because he has no problem taking them out in an instant if he would just look in the direction they're at. <laughs> my so, here's my main question: uh, Is it Jubilee's line that does a mall babe eat, eat chili, chili fries? fries yeah. Does a mall babe eat chili? fries? I don't know, Adam. Does a mall babe eat chili fries? Well, she says. Babe. She says, does a mall babe eat chili fries? <laughs> You know, she, she this, this is so iconic of the show, though, that they constantly left it open to interpretation. And that fact, like, oh, she I never does you. go back to see her parents it, again. So yeah. <laughs> she could have literally meant no. I think we all wanted the positive ending for them. But it was very obvious. Well, they don't even drive her to the mansion. They put her in a cab. <laughs> yeah. They put a teenager in a cab. she sits in the front, She too. sits in the front. <laughs> and they just, like, hug each other and, like, look lovingly at and the cab the going part, away. No, the best part is they open the fucking door. They let her in. And then they just close. <laughs> <laughs> There's nobody there. They don't like have like welcome to the X Men. They're just sort of like. <laughs> when I was in Ireland, if you don't sit next to the driver, you seem rude. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And then you just kind of chat with them the entire time of the weather for a good twenty minutes. Well, that was Lyft when they first started. Like the whole conceit the was they wanted you in the front. Remember oh. when they had like the little pink mustache? But what if you tongue? like it in the back, Caleb? Oh god, that pink mustache. What a fuck. I like the pink mustache in the back too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next week we're gonna talk about Enter Magneto, but right now we're gonna talk about the first five episodes of I Am Groot. And as Brent said, they're very quick. But they're really fucking adorable. So the five episodes that came out, The Little Guy, Groot's First Steps, Groot's Pursuit, Groot Takes a Bath, and Magnum Opus. Um, do you guys have a favorite? Is there any reason to see these in any particular order? I feel yeah. like you should watch Groot's First Steps first. Yeah. Yes. When, when they explained what this was, they said that this takes place right after the end of, the, before the end credits of Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. of Volume 2. And then the- Volume 1, you mean? It's about volume one. Yeah, because he's in the pot in volume yeah, one. Yeah, it's between one and two. All it's right, the end well, of one and into two. Wrong. Anyways, so they had to do that. That one's first. He's the, it's yep. the only time he's in the pot, but I watched it out of order. That was the last time. Well, that's when we I went back in time, too. Yeah, we started with all the like him just walking around doing fun shit on the planets. Yeah. Then we did the magnum opus. Then we did first. Steps. I feel like my favorites are between the little guy and Groot takes a bath. Because those are the ones where he almost and does like assault a bunch of people. <laughs> yeah, little guy was the first one I watched, and I was like, I don't know what to expect. Me and I was too. like, this is amazing and dark. Yeah, and I love it. Oh, it is. And my the other favorite was Magnum Opus because we got to see Rocket and like just how insane he got by making trying to make a little illustration and nearly blowing up the ship. The I've only one I didn't like was Groot's Pursuit, where he had like the weird flubber version that Sorry, he was you, you didn't like, dancing with. You didn't like the their, their notion of being quirky is a dance battle, and then the way that they make him evil is by uh, forcing him into an airlock and then kicking him into space. That was another one where we're like, wow, what an asshole. <laughs> no, I love it. He goes... I am Groot. Yeah, at the end good. of it, it was, it was Yeah, I do think that's probably the most telegraphed because it was like, it was cute when it happened, but yeah. it was definitely like, 
All right, they're going for the fun quirk. I do think little guy is probably the best to what you said, Kaylin, is like from a purely set standalone uh, short story perspective. I thought it's great because it's like a really cute story, whether you know Groot or not. Yeah. And then Magnum Opus, yeah, totally just works because it's the most tied to Can we give them the, the content. Yeah. Sl- the quickest version ever. The little guy is when he builds some structure and then meets some weird rock people underneath the rock, accidentally smashes them after giving them a nice little plant that they're happy with, and then they just get destroyed, but they're still alive. First steps is when he actually gets finally out breaks plant. out of his thing for the first time. Groot's pursuit is that stupid flubber <laughs> thing where he dances with it because the, the something t- on the, the T-1000 looks the is on the same ship uh, as him. <laughs> Groot takes a bath. He literally takes, takes a, a bath. bath, and then he meets some fucked up bird and decides he wants to rip the bird partially. Yeah, and, and that bird was a boa. To get his boa, that homosexual... Yeah. Um, and then Magnum Opus is, I just lost it in my head. Was the, the illustration line where yeah he's like oh really yeah yeah he's trying to, he has to like weirdly take everyone in the Guardians of the Galaxy's pieces Use so, some he, soap, can, so cut he can some draw hair. some cute little thing for everyone and yeah. he accidentally blows up some <laughs> the entire area. <laughs> it's pretty funny and is totally fine with it. It's and great. Rocket shit like he's like, did you get a bomb? And he's like, yep. <laughs> it's a good cameo. I think that's why it works too, because you get him connecting with a little bit more of the the character. But I was <laughs> very pleased with this. I'm, re- I'm excited for the next five episodes whenever the fuck those come out. Yeah, uh, Groot takes a bath is definitely uh, some queer stuff because you got the yeah. boa, uh, yes. and then like he does like the the drag, which yeah. is really cute. He it was like the Scarlet O'Hara. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. I was gonna say he dresses up as some antebellum like yeah. plant woman, basically. We're, so they told us these episodes. All right. Am I the only one here who is kind of like underwhelmed, doesn't give a shit about this? I would have yes. thought I would have, but I just enjoyed them. They were just enjoyable shorts. So I guess maybe part of it's that they were a little bit too short. And the other part is that in the light of all these complaints from these reasonable complaints from VFX artists that Marvel is not paying them adequately, right. treating them adequately, that like there is probably more here that was that could have been better mined better utilized i would have liked if they had like done less when it came to the cgi hmm. and had a more stylized look that was still canonical okay so it's like a like the lower decks type Oh yeah, it's animated, but it's still part of the same universe. Oh, I see. We're so talking like, about like, can they just like do Clone a... Wars or something? Yeah, that it's not. They're not trying to make it look as good as it possible. It is. It is actually very. I'm pretty sure they have the. You could do 4K on Disney Plus, and it's it is gorgeous. And yeah. I can appreciate what you're saying. On the plus side, the stuff looked great. It didn't look like they were cutting any corner. <laughs> I think one of the biggest problems is is doing the FSF. VFX in real like real life with that because yeah. then you really have to blend it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas just doing general CGI, I think hopefully I don't know fucking shit about this, but I'm assuming it's slightly easier. So I, I very s- struggle with the whole CGI issue where like they're all being exploited like crazy just because literally it's not just movies. It's movies, television, video games. The basically yeah. like video game people in Japan are just like sleeping under the desks. They oh, don't yeah. have time to do anything. It's every single piece of media we have now. Right. They're just being screwed over all the time. So it's not Disney's problem as much as it's the world I- entertainment's yeah. problem in general. So Groot is a great character for them to do this. Like these shorts. Can you think of another character in the MCU that you would like to see this format in? Hmm. I mean, it's hard to pick someone who you could render in this way. I mean, because it's like, I think you would need to pick some more style. Like, I think it'd be more fun if Miss Marvel had some weird vignettes where she's. I was like, just about to say she's definitely day. a good one. Miss Marvel's because a great one. It would yeah. also lend itself back to her imaginative thinking. 
<laughs> with all the images that appear around her head. Um, Clark is coughing in agreement. <laughs> Shit away. I push my <laughs> thing away as much as possible. I, I do. You're, you're bringing up an interesting point around like I could see in the future, just like we have like one shot kind of comic books, either for voices or otherwise. I would love a vignette series of characters related to a specific topic. And again, they can be three to five minutes. Maybe huh, they want some stuff. If, what if we have that? <laughs> but those are or, like, or maybe, those are full on episodes. Yeah, I just yeah, like, yeah. just like you could take within this, within the movie MCU actual universe. Like, are there little snippets of characters that we could see between their shows? Something like, like downtime. Like, and, yeah. And right. all the characters, all these teams on their downtime. Right. You, you know I who I, Oh, go ahead. I feel like Ant-Man, but only whenever he's like shrunken down would be a very good one to do. To see the like kind of the yeah. uh, perspective. Whatever weird small multiverse slash not multiverse slash just like sitting down to like crawl through some, some sort of quantum mania related like toilet. quantum time. I yeah. want him to just get flushed on the toilet. <laughs> and then he's just like swirling, swirling yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking actually Toward freedom. Wong. Yeah. Wong seems to be the connective tissue in phase four yep. right now. Like he's been in, you know, he's going to be in She-Hulk. He was in uh, Shang-Chi, obviously in Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Um, And so just having him like kind of run through and meeting other heroes that we eventually may get to see in other properties, I think would be really cool. It also gives them a good opportunity to play around with some of the students with like, you know, America being there. And then a few of the there was the Minotaur guy, whatever his fucking name is. Manotaur. Manotaur. I don't know. My favorite. Jerry. The green one. What? The green one. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> You're, oh, it's coming back. You went I back to Ireland for a little bit. I went yeah. two months ago and That's I got it back. Again. Yeah. What the, the fuck's his name? Oh, Rintra. Rintra. Yeah. Rint. Yeah, yeah. I think that's right. Sure. That sounds right to me. Um, All right. Anything else on I Am Groot? No, let's get on. Oh, yeah, some. yeah. No, my, I, I. So the producer's name is Kristen Lepore, and all I could think of is Amanda Lepore, like the yes, very, I, the very yeah. plastic surgery, like it's, weird queer mess, and I fucking love her. And I was like, so how would the show change if Amanda Lepore, Lepore was in charge <laughs> of I Am it's, Groot? It's Kirsten, but yes, I thought the exact same thing. That's what thing. I'm saying. Well, yeah, well, like exactly. How, how would it yeah. be different? No, no, I'm saying it's Kirsten. Her name well, is we know oh, that Groot, Groot takes a bath would be the exact same. <laughs> <laughs> no, right? Yeah, that is that is the one that's actually. Except he would have by, like plastic tits. Yes, and heavy, heavy lips. And uh, Amanda Lepore would be in front of the camera instead of behind the camera. She would just she's Magnum Opus. Magnum Opus. It just cuts uh, to him watching a video of Amanda Lepore. She's yeah. basically that art art design <laughs> straight up. Exactly. Dude. She would not be like out of place at all. Uh, no, it would be Groot's pursuit, but. Uh, she's the one who's like the little like globby clone thing, yes. but then she would. I so am. She, kid, went, she she's puts the one Groot. who kicks him out. Of exactly. The, out of yeah, yeah, out of the airlock. Major club kid vibes for sure. And uh, Groot takes a bath. Let's, uh, let's get some issues. Issues are our <sighs> weekly ecap, recap, <laughs> recap of all things X. And this week we've got Axe Judgment Day number two, Miss Marvel and Wolverine number one, and Marvel vs. Young Avengers number five through ten. Uh, let's talk about Act Judgment Day number two. We got Kieran Gillian writing and Valerio Shiti on Gillen. Gillen, It's Gillen, 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 Gillen. Love that, Gil. Look, look at you, Gil. You go, Gil. Uh, <laughs> Judgment Day continues with Kirkoa versus the Hex. And these psychotic robots have names. I'm going to pull them up, but what did you guys Wait, think of not, the issue? They're not psychotic robots. They're fucking psychotic internals. They're eternals. They're, they're, they're robotic. Uh, they're big, the biggest weird like kaiju. Yeah. They're yeah. kaiju. Would you like the uh, like the kind of the callback to Immortal X Men number two when 
uh, Cyclops was like, I really wish I had the kaiju so like, manual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a fool I was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, damn it, I'm always prepared. He just had to deal with it in um, the Wanda Magneto trial thing. Oh, yeah, I yeah, feel yeah, like yeah. he should have it on the list. He yeah. really should. He's just He's been slacking down on the job. All right, you got Phoebe Reginax, Ryaka Santoris, Sign the Mimator, Theoraka the Harpsicus, Tetriona, and Themix. Which one's your favorite? All of them. Uh, All I can remember some is complications the may apply. Up. In some cases, you may experience stuff and serious illness. <laughs> Tetranax. I did. I mean, the Mimator was the one I definitely remember the most because it was a fucking one, yes, Mimator. That was, was a Mimator. <laughs> so a Mimator is basically just some sort of internet phenomenon that that is on fire. <laughs> so uh, so far, th- I'm really loving this event. Uh, yeah. I know eventually it will disappoint me, but the second issue is very good. Uh, Valerio Shiti's art is just phenomenal gorgeous and the thing i was worried about in the house ads you know they had like the real people and like, i was like oh god there's already too many characters i don't need a bunch of new ones i like that they were just little vignettes and it's about at first they're like about real people kind of reacting to this stuff and a lot of it just made sense there's somebody who's like being kind of like a like a kind of a cyber activist by just retweeting something you know in support of the mutants there's another person who's like was whose daughter was killed in some mutant related incident but doesn't want okay, okay. she 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 cannot like get with the really anti like right. rabid you know supporters that are there how many issues do we have of this one of judgment day i think it's Straight. six, six. So, well so there's no there's no mega issue in november I, I hopefully each ep- each issue another one of those six dies i think we that's lost probably- the first of the five i just want them all to die fuck all these yeah, there's a full six and then Omega. So they're the most... Kill, in- kill, kill, kill. Well, so I'm assuming, kind of to your point, because I think in their preview for them, they were like the six most important people in the MCU. I imagine they will be... Somehow it'll be triangulated about what's happening and that's what'll end the etern like humans supporting the eternal. That's exactly what it's gonna be. It's it's very telegraphed, but in a good way. Yeah. Because you have mutants who are, you know, or humans who are like, uh, why do mutants get resurrection but we don't? But when you find out about eternal resurrection... Mm-hmm. And it actually snatches a human life. Like that's really monstrous. Uh, I think it's 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 so it's so so good. So We're this fucking is already Arjun. the best mi- miniseries since uh, Powers of X slash House, uh, House of X. House of X. It's to fantastic. Me, I think it's better I than everything it. else you read. I mean, I didn't really give a shit about Inferno, so. Uh, I'm I'm very much it, clearly Inferno was like okay Hickman was done. Yeah, there's a lot of enjoy enjoyable parts to it, but like. There's a lot happening, but it, there's also time for it to go off the rails, and I'm yeah. really hoping it, that doesn't it, happen. It is. I will say so far that it's extremely well paced, so it feels like what I what I it feels like it's following, even though it's six main issues and then some of the feeder issues. It does not feel like uh, what is it, War of Realms, where it was like, oh, first issue, uh, you go do this, you go do that, you go do that, you, and everybody goes reads those fucking issues, and then they come back for like a big climax. Yeah. And even with Empire, it was just so fast because it was this giant galactic war. Oh, Empire was um, it should have been amazing because I loved that period of time in the seventies Marvel the, comics. The crazy scroll stuff. Yeah. This is two issues, and like they're still fighting on this fucking island, and I love it because I, it's really thoughtful. It's ongoing. You get the build up from X. So this is a Mortal X-Men issue into mm-hmm. this comic. So, so good. To be fair, it is Kieran Gillen who's been writing most of this already. And then we had uh, um, Al Ewing doing the X-Men Red issue from last week. So it's like the two best X-Men writers yeah. right now. And that's all yeah. we've seen. But we're going to get X-Force next week, which is... Uh, Throw in the trash. Um, I will say on the plus side, kind of going back to like, uh, what is it? Hawks and Pox. And then also with Ten of Swords and then, you know, Inferno. It is... 
it at least feel, even though they're still, you know, go read this if you want that or check this out. It does feel like it's still going to be a collected content versus like yeah. none of these matter except for the six up issues you're reading. I, I hope, but Red was like perfect for that. I think one of the things that makes this feel so much more full is the sense of voices and perspective and layers. So they include from the kind of perspective of Arishem the conversations about like how these different resurrections work and how when sign is being destroyed, this giant eternal, what they say is please don't. It's a very small kind of whisper of a statement, Mm -hmm. but it gives so much identity to a character who's involved in battle. The other moment that I thought was very interesting was when Cyclops and Captain America are having this discussion, they're two high level people who are trying to figure out tactics but because of the nature of battle and resentment between the groups, the second that Cyclops says, yeah, go help save those people. That's a, a decision we've made. Exodus, Pe- yeah. People start making a decision like, of course they would abandon mm-hmm. us. They would just leave us here. It's always just us uh, because they don't have time for that communication. Mm-hmm. I think that level of detail I love that makes so it feel much. more rich and it sets seeds for further discussions. And Captain America is like, oh, well, I'm best friends with you guys, even though I'm yeah. going to fucking ignore you soon afterwards and we're all just going to hang out with some fucking celestial robot who wants to kill everyone. I have a very specific side question because you brought up uh, the relationship between Cyclops and Captain America. If you were being spit roasted by Cyclops and Captain America, Which who's side? in the front and who's in the back? Captain America in the back, Cyclops in the front. Really? Yeah, because um, like you know he's older, so like he starts first. <laughs> Captain America uh, is in the front because I want to take all of America in. But Cyclops, See, I feel like in the Cy- back would Cyclops, be... Cyclops in the back because I want him to blast that ass. <laughs> so he's nutting inside of you, right? Yeah, they both are. <laughs> Let's see if there's another beam somewhere. <laughs> okay. Also, is that going to determine whether or not you put one of them in the front yeah, of the why back? Not? Okay. Well, what's your choice? I want Cyclops in the front, I think. Yeah. yeah, is, yeah. See, I'm a Captain America in the front because I feel like blowing Captain America is much more fun. Cyclops seems, seems like to be too is angry this, the whole time. Is this I, your version of Mary Fuck Kill? <laughs> the, pro- the, pro- the problem is that both of them it's are. It's Superior's s- Sprit Roaster yeah, Ghost. I was like, like, front, back, or DP. <laughs> yeah. See, I feel like both of them are so uptight that it wouldn't be great. I think Captain America could really just let that go. I think he was in the, I think in the back, he would be. I think he'd be better. He wouldn't like fucking someone from behind, I don't think. He'd want to see their face, I think. You don't think the... Well, you can flip the upside down. We're never never saying that you can't flip them upside down. Oh, that's true. Right. We're Yeah, you could be on... I (laughs) I don't like to be in my front anyways. I feel like like Cyclops (laughs) would go to town, and Captain America would be very polite. Like, Cyclops... Why are we talking about I, this? I feel like Cyclops, if he had, like, fucking the, funny, the Phoenix so Force inside of him, if the Phoenix Force inside of him, like, he would oh. totally just yeah. hit him from behind. You know what, Brent? That, that thing, you, the point you made Thank about you the nature that. of death and, and people who experience it, <laughs> is it just taken? Who would you like to know inside you? Is it Exodus or Kate? <laughs> Kaylin, you're going to ask Is it Exodus or Kate? I can't follow Kitty, that. Kitty Pride or Exodus? Yeah, yeah. I can't follow this with a serious <laughs> point. Yeah, you were going to ask a very intense, serious question. I Go was ahead. going to make a point of like, uh, well, I just like the I'm a I'm a fan of uh, or I'm a sucker for tropes <laughs> of the trope of the solution being worse than the problem. Mm. And when they uh, reanimate the uh, celestial that has served as the headquarters for the Avengers for the last few years and they're like, oh, fuck, they're going to judge everybody. Great. I was like, 
I am not a fan of Aaron's Avengers, but my God, what a phenomenal Chekhov's gun that yeah. he's helped put in there that Gillen helped like oh, yeah. set off. So, so to good. what extent is Arishem alive? Like what is what is the nature of this beast? It is it's Arishem's body almost, but it seems like by way of what they did with because then they also referenced the plot with Sinister having tried to yeah. fuck with the Celestials before. So a lot of the pieces are coming together in a great which way. Which is what uh Gillen wrote that X Men run like ten years ago, which is the uh, first with time the we sleeping saw Guardian, with the, the sleeping, gold one in, the, in San Francisco. Correct, yeah. And it was uh the first time we got to see Sinister in his very gay form. Mm-hmm. And before that he really wasn't. And well, it was like a twelve issue um um <laughs> excise uh eternal series that was going on at the same time they were kind of against each other in terms of that sleeping so i guess i did right. bite fastest as a third <laughs> uh any other big comments on uh judgment day i think we yeah, nailed yeah. it all right <laughs> well, hopefully they'll nail me let's talk about miss marvel and wolverine number one writer jody hauser and artist Jay Carlos, Miss Marvel helps the X-Men fight some bugs whose owner remains a mystery. I feel like the characters were all written well. Yeah, great. The like plot the was voices whatever. Were, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's some fucking little robot bugs that one of them dug its way into. and Into the tree? Yes. I guess I feel like into I've seen so of many of the, the, the bug sampling DNA type thing. <laughs> That I wonder why Krakoa doesn't have a defense against it already. I don't like the DNA sucking bug sampling bugs. DNA. So do you think? Um, because I was thinking, you know, this one shot. Uh, it made sense because early in Miss Marvel's uh, tenure, she teamed up with Wolverine. They referenced that in this one shot mm-hmm. as well. But I, I'm wondering if they're going to eventually make her into a mutant, just like they are in the yeah, MCU. Well, we saw her at the very beginning of her miniseries. The whole coming out of at some point the. Um, God, what's it called? Terrigen Miss situation. But she could be a mutant. Also, she, maybe she could be some weird crossover. Like the Terrigen Miss activated her I'm mutant, mutant gene but also, or something. Yeah. I'm an inhuman. Oh, I'm like I'm a Venn diagram. Has she always had the bangle? The, so, she's wearing a bangle now. I believe so, but it's not related to her power. Okay. It's not related to her power. Yeah, yeah, oh, no, no. I, yeah, I was just wondering if like that was something they added. No, I don't think the, the costume changed. I think she's okay. always had that. Slightly. I, I yeah. want I want in the um second season of Miss Marvel she does like a walk like a like an Egyptian number just to give us an entire episode of musical. Oh, that'd be cute. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Grey's Anatomy where you want to despise every single moment and they do a musical and then you want to kill them all. But Miss <laughs> Marvels would be good. Eh, probably not. All mu- all <laughs> musical all musical episodes are terrible. I still want to see it. Okay. The so the whole episode centers around you know Miss Marvel showing up. At the Seneca Garden, you know, giant tree, and Wolverine's there. She's musing about him. Then they kind of like, oh, have a fight together. D- did you guys feel like Wolverine's voice was came through in this? To I, me, it I felt think like, it did. to me it felt like old Wolverine. Like I'm I'm bitter and I'm unwilling to engage. Well, it's like mentor Wolverine. I think there's always yeah. people like the energy of young girl matched with Wolverine, so he could be the like grumpy one, and she could be the ah, or I even do, like kid, any kind of kid. I like, do love girl. young girl, old man. That's the kind of porn I always <laughs> I watch. Please, I know, gross. Um, I'm your step stepson, uh, except step for that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Only one I like. Oh yeah. my god! And if he comes inside of her, 
And this is just <sighs> see, it, it appears as far as and like she says, you got like, me. Okay, pregnant. we're done. We're done. done. We're done. We're done. Go uh, on, Adam. It's an ongoing like it is an ongoing thing. So now she's gonna be Tina with Moon Knight next. Obviously, we're stopping in just for <laughs> okay, a result but, of her Wolverine but in time. Three, yes, and then she's gonna she f- full. Um, it's a crossover with the X Men. Period. Yes. Uh, it's going to be WandaVision, right. I think. And then Loki. No, and then Phantom, uh, Fan- Fal- Phantom, Falcon, Fal- Phantom Menace. Yeah, Falcon Winter Soldier and Phantom Menace. But yeah, these fucking bugs are just fucking shit up. Anything yeah. big on Elsa, Miss Marvel, and Wolverine? Nope. All right, let's wrap ourselves up with Marvel Voices, Young Avengers, number five through ten. Writer Anthony Oliveira, artist Jethro Morales, Derek Charm, and Ramon Box. We catch up with the Young Avengers and their family problems by way of the Macron Crystal. <laughs> The the young Avengers this version they just love dealing with family pro- like parental problems. It was a like cute the like last five issues was all about it too. Yeah. Oh wait, really? Okay, cool. I thought this one they was just generally about I, it. I I I mean I was pleased with it. Also, I felt like America Chavez wasn't even about her. It was about <laughs> the children version of Speed and Wiccan. Yeah, the reason That's why I, I like this. The reason I s- wanted us to do it is because three out of six I- issues are just about them. Yeah. yeah. I was surprised. My favorite issue was the Speed issue. That was good. Where I always think Master Pandemonium is just a weird fucking character with like ten hands of different uh, children demons, basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those Which they never fully explained who the fuck Wiccan and Speed are. They're like the the fake children of the Scarlet Witch, but they're somehow alive now, and they've never explained it. But I love the fact that he's just hanging out with this old man that he used to be like the hands of. Basically, yeah, and, that, and that's so weird. Yeah, it's very weird, but it's cute. I think yeah. it's cute. Like, like the issues all good. The weird connection between this guy who is like kind of the creator of him, even though the Scarlet Witch was a creator of him, but like he Master P- Pandemonium also was, is yeah, very interesting. And his speed feels like he has to be the sun figure of him. And also, he's got Prodigy coming to their, his house so they can like fuck upstairs. And, and then Master Pandemonium was like, yeah. I w- when are they gonna find nice girls? I was ve- I was very happy because we've never known where the fuck Speed has lived yeah. for years. And, he's and just that's living with it's been a question on everyone's <laughs> mind. I, you know what? I actually have based on where the, does uh, the, the X Factor <laughs> issues where you know he was coming to Krakow. From, from Krakow, like where was he coming so from? That's why we're always saying, where's the Speed? Yeah, and he's <laughs> always been the lesser of he and Wiccan, so he vanishes from Young Avengers all the time. I, but I find him more interesting than Wiccan sometimes. They do write him out a lot. I, th- I think yeah, most people that read Young Avengers like well, obviously he's just Quicksilver, but yeah. like not quite as douchey. And I, so it's not as interesting enough to have him because he's, he's bisexual he's bisexual quicksilver the yeah. the that whole issue i think had a very alan moore feel uh that pandemonium is this like character lost who no one kind of believes but mm-hmm. and it's kind of partially there but he just says komoda and then he becomes miracle man and then any of the other characters have this weird relationship with them that has some deep dark past um i I did like the Wiccan and Hulkling issue. I, they're just relationship Wh- where they works for I me. I mean, it's real. Yeah. yeah. It's very real Like with like uh, Hulkling's mom. Yeah. yeah. Just all of it worked. I was really sad at the end of the issue. Well, because she fucking gets burned up by this, the Super Scroll, who yeah. in the last eight years, ten years, has been now like a hero, hero now. <laughs> You're like, oh, you burned some lady earlier. I like the Kate Bishop, Kate Bishop issue. It was very good. Because I'm now waiting for uh, Vera Famiga, or Famiga, <laughs> to Formiga, become, yeah. Formiga to become a vampire. Right. Because that's exactly who that was. Like, it was like, yep. Madame Mask now becomes like a vampire. Like, it's, it was so good. Can you guys help me understand the no. lineage of the Richards family? So It's not the same Richards. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, a different... You should kind of ignore it. It's a lot. It's like a third cousin from the future <laughs> okay. kind of shit. It's, I don't really know. The, the tree branches are broken, uh, so... 
don't yeah, it's yeah too much don't, anyway. don't don't think about it but too that's much. yeah so i guess i wanted to clear up that it's a that this nathaniel richards is a good distant richards and yeah, he yeah. is he is supposed to become king in the future right? he's like but he's like hundreds of years later right yes yeah, yeah i do love the fact that um christian vernard is that his name is that like the fake Doctor kind Doom's of son. yeah, Doctor yeah. Doom's Chris, son, Christoph, yeah. Christoph, Christoph. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he was connected. I was I forgot that he and um, Cassie in the early ni- late eighties, early nineties. I don't really fucking remember. Were friends in oh. romantic interests in in when Scott Lang became Ant Man, huh? And I love the because when they usually have bring him back, he's just kind of like some underling kind of like douche yeah. who has to take over for minutes whenever Doctor Doom, Doom has in the time stream incapacitated somewhere. momentarily. I like the fact that we got moments, and also he was not a complete dick. Like, yeah, it, he was very enjoyable to read. I would rather her date him than fucking Iron Man, Iron Kid. Iron Iron Lass is what I was thinking of and I couldn't say it. I cannot believe how much I love the Young Avengers because when they first were talked about in the mid-2000s, I was like, what is this nonsense? What is this, like, Marvel trying to beat, like, DC, like, garbage? It didn't make sense. Like, Iron Lad is a terrible name. Right. Asgardian was a terrible name. Hulkling, terrible name. Asgardian, excuse me. Asgardian. Um, But, like, Every writer who's taken, almost every writer's taken them on. I mean, like from um, uh, who's the first one? Alan Heinberg, then Kieran Gillen, uh, not Kieran Gillen. Um, no, it was Kieran Gillen. What but am I between saying? there was one between the two, right? No, I think because uh, Alan Heinberg wrote that, and then the Children's Crusade miniseries, uh, and which then, was less good. <laughs> it was not as good. Um, but then, and then like the when Kieran Gillen and, and Jamie McKelvey did the Young Avengers series in the early 2010s. All of it is just fucking phenomenal. Did, Love these characters just so, so much. Fun. Did you guys like that this the 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 treasure wasn't the ruby time space <laughs> the, stone? The, is it it the was piece the, of the, the the real treasure was the friends we made along the way. Real wait, real quick question. Iron Patriot? The f- Patriot, just Patriot. Just Patriot. Oh my god. What I was that all about? That he so was in it, right? So it's very weird. Um for some reason Marvel can't use Iron Patriot. Remember in the comics, uh, in the TV show, excuse me, with um, yeah, he was Isaiah. the son. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, he's the uh, or, um, grandson. Nephew, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Of Isaiah and Bo- yeah. Bradley. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Isaiah Washington is the well, one I was, I was like, that's very someone that else. piece of fucking yeah, anti-gay shit. shit. <laughs> but um, for some reason, Marvel in the comics never use him slash supposedly can't use him, which is very strange. So this is the some sort of weird ghost version strange thing that showed up in Gillen's in run. In Gillen and McCulley's uh, run, yeah. That, so. He that, has, like, hasn't been part of the cast that for a while. That speed prodigy had to deal with. No, he had, literally hasn't since um, Heinberg's run. Wow. At all. Yeah. Oh, God. And it. I don't know why. They literally can't use him for some apparent reason. And Iron Patriot is, by the way, Norman Osborn in the Iron Man armor. This right. This is just Patriot. Just so, Patriot. So, yeah. Uh, as a, just a general pitch, I think Marvel Voices is really fun. And mm-hmm. I like how queer it is. I like how... Uh, it's it's light, and you don't need to have every character's entire history to fucking get a sense of what's going on. I actually really hope that they continue to use this model and trans. I mean, they're still going to do the voices collections, but like to your point, yeah, this is yeah. a much more fun voices read because it feels you're getting the content of the characters, you're getting the connection to a lot of what they're trying to achieve in terms of talking about people's experiences. Yeah, but it's in a consumable and fun and interesting way that's actually a storyline. I, I like the fact that that they're not just in Marvel Unlimited. That, as you said, 
six months later they bring it out in actual comic form right. because yeah. it would feel sad for gay characters to be relegated That's to fair. the yeah, internet versus plan. real. And then X oh god, X Men Green is, is getting is getting nice their own things as well. Yeah, uh, and it's not just gay characters; it's queer creators because Anthony Oliveira is queer yeah. and uh, Luciano Vecchio. Who did the Iceman one right before this right. is also queer. And see, Orlando's currently doing the uh, uh, X Men Green, Green last yeah. last this. I it's one of the favorite ones that I'm what reading. I just read was the Hellcat one. Oh, I haven't read that one. Is it's it good? very cute. It it like jokes about the fact that it takes place in like it seems like it takes place in the sixties, which is when she was really popular. Yeah, and it is silly and wonderful, mm. and it also deals with the fact that like. Her ex-husband was the, a fucking demon. Damon and, Hellstrom. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. I well, loved it. Uh, who's writing that one? Oh, I don't okay. remember. Okay, all right, all right. So I think that's been the issues, yeah, right? Adam? Let's get some news. Beep boop bop bop boop ba da bop bop. Love it. <laughs> it's time for everyone's <laughs> favorite segment, the news. News. As presented by nope, nope, we're not doing that. Oh. As presented by myself, Clark. Take it away, Clark. <laughs> <laughs> Fresh off his opening Gambit miniseries number one and the upcoming Extreme X-Men miniseries piece of shit directly following his horrible run, Claremont has uh, had a fucking messy C2E2, which is the Chicago Comic Convention, spotlight panel, which was basically denigrating everything Marvel's been doing. <laughs> also, he says he wants to do a Krakoan comic, even though he just denigrated every single thing, about the mutants who don't want to move to Krakoa. As if he made it seem like no one's ever written before, <laughs> even though we also saw the Morlocks and Marauders do the exact same thing. So it has been done before. He's mad about being under contract, which is kind of true. But in fact, he hasn't been able to write last year before mm. maybe 10 pages of a comic. And um, but, but he still wants to do miniseries. And he's mad now, but happy now that he actually gets to do a little bit. So, Brent, I decided that's who I was going to write. Uh, Claremont wants Marvel to change everything they are doing, but also wants to play their game, as he says. Uh, what do you think? This is one of the few times that we've, you know, we talk about contract stuff as generally being <laughs> evil. And this is one of the few cases where it's kind of smart to keep someone away from doing the damage <laughs> they could possibly do. <laughs> this whole C2E2. Uh, appearance was a shit show. Uh, so, uh, so they were live tweet. Someone was we'll live bring about it. the awful. Sure. One, I, I'm the not going to get into line. some of the yeah, aw- yeah. awful stuff, but kind of what it showed. So there was one example where he was complaining about Love and Thunder, and he said Tessa Thompson should go make another Men in Black. Sorry, Persons in Black. Oh fuck! What? Yeah. Yes. Fuck! I didn't see that piece of shit. So Hate him. The thing is, it's like, all right. We know that his work has deteriorated over the years. So has his mental faculties. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it. <laughs> is, 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 is that going to happen to us? Is it the kind of thing where you see someone and you're like, oh no, they've been they've been turned. Like, have that has that person been radicalized? Were they always a piece of shit? And now I have to fucking. A lot hear of people it? who say that about Frank Miller, because like Frank Miller had his fans yes. in the eighties and nineties, and then you hear him. Or see interviews with him, and you're like, you went off the deep end. I think 9-11 broke him or something mm. like that. Uh, and Claremont, I don't know <laughs> what broke him, except for the fact that he was kicked off the X titles after 16 years. Which and they should have been. Oh, no, you mean X. Yeah, the I origi- thought you the second go around. No, no, the first go around, which is shitty, like, yeah. you know, because, like, he didn't want to leave. Uh, it was and all he, about the artist then. It was, and yeah. they, like, booted him off, so, so he's the, bitter as fuck. I think the thing about Claremont and this whole episode, 
was if you're going to write X-Men storylines, you need to have a perspective on who the fucking X-Men are. They are outsiders. They are people who are minorities who are experiencing some form of prejudice, uh, prejudice and ostracization. Yeah. And he clearly does not have that perspective anymore. No. He does not get what they're about. And he kind of just wants to take his little pets, all of the creations yeah. he's made. I'm going to take my toys and leave. And then complain about how anyone else might utilize them. He because had, they're not they're not his his wild machinations. He had a plan to evolve them in his own way, and obviously they're company owned creations, right. and so Slash he, devolved them. What were yeah? What were some of the plans, Clark? Oh yeah, so he brought up some ideas that were horrible <laughs> in his final storyline of X Men. You know, like the one he actually did one through three. Yes, is that what yeah. I'm thinking? Oh yeah. yeah anyways, yeah. so the next storyline he wanted to do was Kitty Pride was going to be race swapped suddenly <laughs> and Christ. become the daughter of Black Panther and Storm somehow and she would have the new name Shadow Panther. Also then Gambit would like fall in love with her even though she's 16 years old and he's let's just say 28. I don't know. Um, it'd be As I said a good turn because of her underage love. Um, Adam is the Shadow Panther idea horrible? Yes or yes? Yes. <laughs> Wait can I add something to this Shadow Please Panther? Please do. Idea? So the way he was trying to set up was that the existential conflict she would experience is do I stay black or do I go back to being white? That's what I always say. I mean, that might be dating related. But I'm kidding. Oh, obviously, I hope so. I'm trying to be very <laughs> dark. Honestly, I'll date any any race, but and I'll be happy to do so. But so Claremont, Claremont clean that up, girl. So Claremont I also did. said, you know what? He can get busy. Claremont said he could get away with it uh, with being because he's he, he is, did it before. He, he race said, swapped multiple people. I'm British. <laughs> He said, quote, uh, being another white guy playing flat, fast and loose with racial identity because I'm British and we've been doing this for a thousand years. Um, oh, my cool. God. I'm pretty sure at this point he was Golly just trolling shots. everybody. Yeah. I don't think this is a real thing. I just don't. It's just it feels very deep. I mean, it, it honestly. Why feels... would you troll this? Why would you be like, let's make me racist for a while? It feels like it feels very Bojack Horseman ass. Like just this fucking person who He's like getting attention. Trapped. We're talking exactly, about him. yeah, and it's just like I don't know. I guess I'll just. I don't know. It doesn't feel out. like somebody's like trying to get attention. It's by, uh, attention by being radical. It's the episode of Simpsons when Krusty like loses all of his like uh, panache. Yeah. And and he becomes George Carlin. Yeah. And he's just like being, he's like a shock jock comic. I feel like Claremont's kind of doing this at this point. Well, because you're right is look at how much fucking is being written about him versus his shitty comic series that are still coming out. And people are going to now read Extreme X-Men. I'm not just going to, to want to read it, so but they're like, they want to fucking see what nonsense so they can comes double out of it. Down. Exactly. It's all like weird promotion because that's the only way he's going to get new people to read it because nobody's going to fucking care, which I feel, again... I feel, I think to your point, Kaylin, like I feel bad for a person where your creative content gets kind of taken away from you or you're pushed off. Obviously, that's just contracts. That's how it works. But that doesn't mean you can't feel that way. But to sort of then just spend these years festering, resenting, building up ridiculousness and I don't know. I'll say one pos quasi-positive thing about this is he commented on Grant Morrison's run, even though he misgendered them. He's, he used he instead of they because Grant goes yeah. by they, they, them, uh, saying that I don't like what uh, Grant did, but I couldn't stop reading because it was so good. Oh, that's good. And it's like it was, and it's true. Grant, well, Grant, Grant Morrison's new X Men is phenomenal, it, and it like you know it's a finite three year run. It's great, you know. So 
And Gotta give him props for recognizing talent. In the what long the? run, Marvel also didn't like what he did. They, they did. Not they. Well, they granted. basically <laughs> destroyed all of it they shortly thereafter because they didn't know what they had uh, when it was happening. That's uh, the reason until why until it's gone. What, yeah. So, yeah. so so Chris Claremont goes. I don't like it. I think it's bad, but I can't stop reading it. Then what the fuck is good, motherfucker? His stuff. Wh- His shadow <laughs> panther. What is your standard? I to me this was a catastrophic like. Well, he was supposed to have a different show. There, he was supposed to have another person. There are with people him. who there are derailment. people who read these comics who get really the, terrible fans who get obsessed about w- the experience they had reading Claremont's era, his good, his better stuff, and they forget the fact that people change and that. Not everyone's best work is representative of who they are as a person. Correct. And they reflexively get defensive when someone says, hey, this guy seems like a real piece of shit. So I'm remembering this thing, this magazine interview from the early 90s. I think it was uh, the magazine was called Comic Scene. It doesn't exist anymore. And they were interviewing Claremont. And it was towards like the end of his tenure, right before like the new X-Men number one in the early 90s came mm-hmm. out. Uh, and he did the first three issues and then left. And he was talking about if he ever leaves, like, who the hell is Marvel going to get to replace them? They'll need a combination of Louis Simonson and Jim Lee and John Byrne and, you know, like, various editors and other writers to, like, create this, like, amalgam of something that he was able to do. And I, as a kid, I was like, yeah, who the hell is going to replace him? And then you find out that he's leaving. I was like, oh, my God. Like, is are the X-Men going to, like, fall off a cliff? No, they got even more right. popular. Like, <laughs> we can have arguments about, like, whether they got better or worse. And I think right. there's arguments to be made for both. And there's examples of both. But... It's clearly like like these creations like outlast creators. Yeah. They just do. I right. mean, everyone loved Blue and Gold, which was not his baby. Not at all. And there was some like like we talked about Fatal Attractions last week, and that was a very good miniseries in Age of Apocalypse a couple you years probably later. Probably also missed out on a lot of fucking cash before they became such giant cows. Yeah. In terms of that. Giant cows. Giant cows. Uh, I so want this cow vaporized. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so as we usually have to deal with, oh, Marvel Cinematic Universe has more casting news. And first off, Disney Plus is Ironheart, which is the Iron Man-esque codename for Riri, 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 Riri Williams. Um, there's news that um, in the Heights star, Anthony Ramos is playing Parker Robbins, a.k.a. The Hood, which is an anti-hero turned mobster villain because uh, Bendis decided to ruin every single thing. Yep. Um, who has a magic cloak, which was provided by Doctor Strange's first movie villain, Dormammu. I don't think they're going to use that in the comic because they're... Mean the show, yeah, that same difference. <laughs> Anyways, what do you think? So the hood, w- the miniseries that Brian K. Vaughn wrote was very good, but Clark, to your point, once Bendis got his hands on him, I got very uninterested. He became a Mary Sue character. Do you remember uh, when he beat the shit out of a tiger and made it the fucked up sexual and filmed the whole thing? Hated it. And then what? Tiger, oh, it was awful. But then Tiger had like this amazing fucking storyline for the next five years, and at the end, she just basically destroyed him and like brought his daughter and. The wife on and said, "Look what your shitty husband has done." I don't like the fact that a woman has to be almost raped in order to get to that point. But I was happy that she's my after Pilar. She's my second favorite character. I like know so little about this character except for the fact that he was one of the first unlocks in Marvel Puzzle Quest, and I was like, <laughs> I thought it was originally Peter Parker wearing a hood. <laughs> well, I was they like, do say Par- Parker Robbins. He actually was kind of the humorous. Quasi inverse. He ah. was, and that was the whole thing. So Marvel had a an imprint called Max Comics mm-hmm. in the t- early two thousands. It lasted for a while, and it was like their 
adult comic, so you had to be 18 plus to, to buy it legally. You had to walk in and just show your ID? I mean, like, comic stores didn't really care, no, but a lot of but them... But it always said... It was, like, it was, like, buying, it was like buying Vertigo right. for DC. It's like, you had to be 18 plus, but, like... Edgy. I used to I used to buy like Sandman comics, you know, when I was like fourteen, fifteen. Was like buying 15. a what is it a fucking CD with like an MA rating on? Cor- it. Yeah. Correct, exactly. Uh, the parental advisory sticker right, on it, exactly. Uh, but like the so like the hood was like this this like Max miniseries, and it was almost kind of out of continuity in some ways, and it was really good. You know, Brian K. Vaughan wrote Why the Last Man and is writing Saga, uh, so it was really good. But like when they brought him into like the main six one six, he just became less interesting, and he almost in a weird way became Marvel's Deathstroke. Where like every mostly Bendis, but a lot of writers oh wanted to God, wanted never stopped <laughs> wanted to write like a character who was uh, ostensibly less powered than the heroes they fought, but always beat them. Oh, you know, um, which is what they've done with Deathstroke in DC. Well, I'm looking for the. I think they had like initial photos of it. Looks pretty cool. Seems like a strange choice for a villain, but I don't know. I mean, it could work. Yeah. Why not? I hope. I'm assuming the show will also be able to give him the origin storyline because it's like sometimes they just toss a villain in. Yeah. So I like the idea that we'll follow him, hopefully, from anti-hero to villain potentially. Caitlin, what do you think the origin story is going to be if it's not Dermammu as the cape? <sighs> so give her. her granny lives in the woods, and he has to bring. A picnic basket to her, <laughs> <laughs> but Stupid. there's a wolf. All right, and he's a werewolf by um, night. Anyway, yes, in right. more that casting news, I'm done with that. The Mandalorian, the boys, the the Better Call Saul star Gian- Giancarlo Esposito says that he's been taking talking to Marvel about possibly being Magneto or Doctor Doom. Are these bad ideas? Those two, yes, <laughs> but instead he wants to play against type as Xavier, which is. Um, I think I'm really happy with, but also Xavier is also a shithead character, but I don't think um, Giancarlo Esposito knows that fact. Uh, Kaylin, as I wrote, please explain Magneto and Dr. Doom are very bad choices racially and religiously. Magneto needs to be Jewish. 100%. And Dr. Doom needs to be Romani. Mm. So how are they going to do a 90-year-old by this point, (laughs) 80-year-old Magneto who was like a 15-year-old in the They're gonna Holocaust. They're going to de-age him because Amora McTaggart did something to make well, him a baby. I feel I like they're going to say the fact that he has this power is going to like slow his aging process. I thought oh, they already the do. I- the yeah, iron he the like blood. controls his yeah, blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would assume... hope they do that. I would assume that in general, the, the same like achronality of mutants is that the X gene stops them from aging at the same rate as the rest of us. I do. I don't think it's against the possibility because there are um, black Gee. there are black Jews. So I think it would be okay in theory. But when they're talking about this, so many people on Reddit, some people everywhere are like, they can just change it to be some sort of like war in El Salvador or something. And I'm like, you cannot. Oh God. Con- you cannot connect the two because. The Jewishness of who he is is so important to the character. It's probably the most important thing about the character. Here's the reason. Oh, go ahead. No, he's good. Here's the reason why I don't want him to play any of these characters. Even Professor X is. He's very good, but he's become very like one note in my mind. He's this sort of like you know he's kind of up to no good. He's got this like very smooth exterior. I want people I haven't seen in a lot of stuff to play these characters. Well, that's why he wants to be Xavier, and I think that'd be possibly fine is because it is against type even though i don't think they're going to take him down the route of being a dick because patrick stewart was certainly not no they kind of made what's his face um who's the younger boy 
James McAvoy kind of a dickish character, but he was more arrogant than dickish. I didn't hear James McAvoy. I heard the younger boy. <laughs> I, I'd worry that, that even in Charles Xavier's most arrogant kind of worst stages, there is still an element to him that is the teacher that is like mm-hmm. warm and fostering, which gets people to still go along with a terrible idea. And I worry that someone like Giancarlo has been kind of pigeonholed as I- I'm an evil. And if I, if I'm kind to you, it's very clearly a face that I put on. So I'd worry that that warmth be lost. Could he play a character like Magneto? If they, if they did the same thing uh, the, of Namor, like let's move where his culture, what the identity is centered around. Could it work? Possibly. If I was an executive, I'd be worried that many of the other historical uh, atrocities don't have the same residence. No, uh, resonance. no, of course not. And and that it would be a weird choice to it, try and it, it would be make. a weird choice, and it's also the trope that I hate, or not not even the trope, the cliche you see online of like, well, you know, Stan Lee and Jack Kirby intended for Professor Xavier to be. Martin Luther King Jr. and Magneto be Magneto X, like uh, uh, Malcolm X, excuse me, Magneto, Magneto X. X. Um, like I hate, like there was actually somebody in person that we met, Adam, who said that, and I had to like, I was like, you got to be nice to this person. They're brand yeah. new. You don't know who they are, but like this is a terrible, terrible trope, and I don't, I, I, I would hate that. Like that would give more, 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 more uh, ammunition to that, to that, uh, to that cliche. Do you think that it'd be actually interesting though, if they, I mean, they couldn't, but if they actually leaned in to that and said, what if we actually did treat this character seriously as a nuanced, complicated person? Marvel is incapable Certainly. of doing that. You're right. Shotgun. You know, they're they're, 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 they're right. going right. to make yeah. them comedic nope. half the time. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That was a I, stupid I, question. I hate being, um, it's not really ages as much as it's a necessary thing. I he's sixty. I think I just read sixty four years old. Yeah. This character is not even going to show up for the next three years because That's they already have the thing mm-hmm. listed. It and then they're going to want him to have three, five, seven movies. This, this is way too long. It's and a lot of. It's too much fan casting. It's all the speculation. We just need I to know, move on. Yeah. Anyways, also the issue is that if he they'd make him not Jewish. The Jewish population is yeah. going to be furious. It's anti-Semitic as shit if they don't make him a, a, a Jewish character. Also, the fact that Disney has that weird history of anti-Semitism where Correct. Walt Disney was anti-Semitic. If they continue that thread 60, 80 years later, I don't even remember the time well, period. It's fucking dark and horrible. Moon Knight barely dealt with his Judaism and like it pissed off a lot of people. Like there was like a little bit of it in that one episode um, that dealt with like, oh, his, right. past. his parents. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they haven't they didn't really focus in on it, even though it's a big part of who he is. All right. Now I've got some comic news. I don't know what that means. Uh, Marvel announced in November, there's two new it, comics, uh, Deadpool, a new one by Alyssa Wong, who we knew was going to be part of the X-Men canon Ooh. writers, and written by Martin uh, Cocholo. Um, Deadpool's going to be complete body horror nightmare, which they read, uh, they displayed, I mean, described as icky, <laughs> but <laughs> they literally did in the description. Also, he's going to find true love and romance, presumably not with the last two women in the last two comics he had, which are Elsa Bloodstone, which I think is the p- interestingly most interesting character he's played off of, and his monster queen wife, Shikla. So I imagine we'll be reading this, yes? 
What do you think of the synopsis? Do you think we are interested enough? Do you think it's going to work? I've always described uh, John Carpenter's work as icky. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it sounds interesting. I've I like the character Deadpool. Uh, some of his some of his runs, are, like the Joe Kelly run from late nineties, is fantastic. Oh yeah, yeah. That's my favorite still to this day. I uh, love Cable Deadpool. That was also wonderful Nicieza. by Fabian Nicieza. Yeah. Uh, and Alyssa Wong is a good writer, and I'm like glad that we have a you know a woman of color writing Deadpool. Like um, Gail Simone also read Deadpool, wrote Deadpool at one point, and that was actually pretty good. Uh, I'm into it, and I'm hoping the romantic pairing is someone who's ma- a man, Ooh. so we can go yeah, lean right? into Deadpool's bisexuality. So one of the things they said was he's going to have some arch villain in it that he's trying to go after, but then the villain goes after him. Who do you think is going to be that arch villain? Do you think Strife? <laughs> Please, God, no. <laughs> no. Although it does make sense in the comics because he's like the op- opposite version of you Cable, know, who is his not best pal, best pal in the comics. Well, he was also thinking, you know, like he was like him and Wolverine had a little like mm-hmm. buddy cop thing in the latest issues of Wolverine. Uh, who is the uh, Arakan Wolverine, the one that he fought oh, in? Solemn. Solemn. He's coming back. And so Solemn would actually make a great villain, yeah. I think. I can see that. I'd like it. And he, oh, you already said romantic. I want them. I, it should be one of the pairing choice. To me, it's got to be one of the same. Colossus, <laughs> just like in the movies. Okay. <laughs> and then finally, the one that's there's an arcade miniseries described as Murder World Avengers, written by Jim Zub and Ray Fox. They have their each issue is going to have different um, artists, and basically just Avengers Arena where some Avengers go into Murder World and get slaughtered slash not slaughtered and have to deal with arcade his complete cartoon character Kaylin, what do you think about what do you think about avengers arena which was a not great thing i said wrote as unpalatable comic do you think this is gonna work not work be on the same page nightmare as that i it very much felt like um zeitgeisty at the time because like hunger games was super popular when it was coming out and so even like the covers of avengers arena like had pastiches of Hunger Games and then of uh, Battle Royale and like other stuff that Battle like Royale, kind of, fantastic. Yeah, uh, but like the covers looked like that, so clearly that's mm. what they were doing. Avengers Academy, which was the previous series, was really good. I loved the cons- the concept of that. Who was that Christos Gage? Christos Gage wrote that, and it was all about like like essentially the Avengers trying to train a bunch of people, but it was it was like trying to make sure these younger uh, characters didn't become villains. Tiger I thought it was and Hank Pym. Loved it, loved it, loved it. This uh, Avengers Arena wasn't that great, and this doesn't really interest me very much. All right, so this is a very quick quick Clark's got something. Clark's Watch got out. something. So murder. How would you um? make a murder tailor-made to somebody give me a, like not fa- yeah give me a famous person <laughs> that you would kill and how it would work for you to kill them tailor-made for them Ooh. so i'm going after taylor swift swiftly <laughs> <laughs> all right how would you no, properly no, no, marjorie no, taylor green um i i uh this is a very like ironic like like ironic punishment like from hell or something but like yeah. uh donald trump chokes on his own lies mm. Okay, are, are there <coughs> physical lies? Sure, yeah. I would, uh, I think he's pretty low on the popularity meter these days, Jared Leto. So I would tie Morbius his, comes out the seventh time. Yeah, I would tie his extremely large penis to a bridge side and then just throw him over it, and then his penis would fall off and he'd cry a lot. And, and and sorry, you, sorry, Clark is Clark is looking for the play-by-play. No, I he think He needs right. to know how to do this. No, oh. no, no. And then you, like, feed him his own common rats. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Wait, <laughs> you know what he's referencing, right? 
Yes. The Joker weirdness. No, the fact that he likes coming rats. No, because you love coming rats. Clark's Friday night. Got Sharon it. Yes. Leto oh, and I. I. I don't have a specific person, but I think I'd wait until there was a news story that such and such actor had died and they hadn't died. Then it's a ticking clock. We have to go find them. Oh, Wally them. from Leave, no, it, leave, it, leave it to Beaver. Leave it to Beaver guy. Kill yeah. that poor man from Leave it to Beaver. Uh, yes. What did he ever do to you, Brett? Doesn't matter. Fine. I'm going to find him and kill him. And the people are like, oh, wait, no, he's not dead. Oh, wait, he is dead. All right. So, uh, so let's get into Plug Me Daddy. We're going to talk quickly about the things we want to plug that aren't related to the comics. Uh, so highlight something you've read, seen, heard. It's a plug. You know how plugs work. We're doing them right now. <laughs> <laughs> so Who's I watched um, Piccadilly, which is the name. It's a old, not black. It's also black and white slash moderately color movie from Tender Classic Movies had it. And it is silent with Anna Mae Wong, who is the most fam- famous Asian actress of the time period in mm. the t- early, late 20s, early 30s. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking fantastic. She plays a dancer and she's just like dark and weird and like arch, but also kind of the heroine in a way. And it's fucking fantastic. Which on Turner Classic in, movie? T- yeah, yeah. Well, not at the moment. But yeah, no. you find that shit. Just find it somewhere. Who may be on YouTube because YouTube randomly has it does mm, have famous some old movies. Shit. So yeah. give it a go. Amazon Prime. Um, so I got the uh, Uncanny X-Men trading cards book. Uh, all the cards illustrated by Jim Lee. So uh, 11-year-old Kaylin is very, very happy with this because <laughs> it's a, like a little coffee table book that has that. all the illustrations. And if you look at the back... They got some trading cards. Oh. So, so are they the same trading cards in each book? What do you mean? I mean that if someone else gets uh, the same book, are there different trading cards? The in? new collect. Uh-oh. I think those are like new collection ones, I think, right? They like made them for this? or It no? would be pretty annoying. Do they, they also all have the same yeah, you, ha- you have to buy 30 books in order <laughs> to get all the <laughs> cards. Kay- Kay- uh, your trading card book, how many books can you trade that in for? Um, that's a great question. Where can you get it? Uh, I got mine online. And okay, I don't rem- explain where the fuck you got it online. Yeah, I don't remember. Amazon. I ordered it such a long time ago that when uh, I got it, it surprised me. You can get it everywhere, me. I think. You get it from Amazon. All I know, places. Uh, a good friend of ours, Jake Wallace, I think, got to do yeah. some of the history or like help out with the creation of the book. He, so he fact-checked so. it. Yeah, right. He did. Which is pretty incredible. Uh, my, Why did they call us? <laughs> because we don't know <laughs> no what facts anything. are. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine got me a dried pasta that I really love. It is super long. It looks like a snake's bones. You should try it if you can. It's called P- Cologne Pompeii. This Jared, is what Jared Leto's like. dick. Oh, is what he's that's calling. like, wait, is that like a piece? Those it's are like big e- ass pieces. Each piece is a very long string. It's like giant fusilli. I was going to say it looks like a hold, nautilus. It can hold the fuck out of sauce that's a mollusk that's not pasta it's so good cologne pompeii nice. c-o-l-o-n-n-e pompeii uh eight seven seven four three six you really five. are becoming a <laughs> i just uh, do pitches for stuff i, love I want people to get the things that i like Eight, six, seven, five. Uh, adam what video game are you plugging i don't have one actually because uh if you have a lot of money or you just simply have a friend who's <laughs> money. You're plugging money. No, no, no. If, or if, if you, you had a thirty thousand dollars, or if you had a fiance, the Lady Gaga Chromatica tour concert. Oh. So she was in D.C. on Monday night. Got to see her this week. It was a really incredible show. She's my diva. I love Gaga to death. Tons and tons of obviously Chromatica stuff. Very like. I did the one thing that I would totally like give it some shit for is like it basically follows like Ryan Murphy's example of BDSM. Oh, like everything felt very 
American Horror Story, like Murder House esque in terms of design. Yeah. But uh, gorgeous set. She's incredible. Had a lot of good like political conversation. Like really build her concert around like obviously like, current events. Did you like that she's not a monster? She's a mother. <laughs> so this was at <laughs> Nat Stadium, right? Yes. Huge. So is, are, is she doing all stadium tours? And by I, that I mean baseball stadium slash outdoor arenas and stuff. I like was that? just about to say I would imagine so, just because it would be. I don't. I actually don't know what kind of. I mean, there's obviously more indoor like arenas and other things, but at least here it was and that was really good to go because it was all outside it was all breathable like kind of like that uh, how hot like, was that shit surprisingly cool i would have lost my fucking mind really it was like relatively i wasn't like what, like, like 80 degrees i would say like 80 ish 80 Please 85 tell me about the weather no it was nice but i will i'll also give a shout out because i don't know if he's listening or not but i was trying to meet up with a, a local listener kenny sorry i missed you we were like two fucking your number away. one fan kenny and you're never on he's always sad he i know complains. see you at flame con um so yeah that was it go see the fucking concert she's crazy cool that's been our podcast uh rate and review us if you like us give us a, f- a five-star review maybe uh not maybe definitely well if you liked us I please mean, give me a three-star review you everyone. can give clark a very specific review if you want you can find us on twitter at homo superior x and instagram at homo superior podcast we've been homo superior tweeted us how you'd like to do a threesome with cyclops and captain america bye, bye. bye little homos.